0: And, you know...
1: Hello, Herd, and welcome to another episode of Nerd Herder. I am John Wayne, a.k.a. J-Dub. I am Boop. Yes. <laughs> no other no other name be needed for the mighty Boop. Well, you see, um, dear,
0: I went into the forest and I found a fairy, and I told them my full name, and now it's gone.
1: They right, it you just didn't run into a stranger on the road, and they were like, ah, Boop. <laughs> that is your your name now. It
0: was actually Nick Milky from Podcast of the Wild. <laughs> there
1: you go. Um, welcome to another episode of the Nerd Herder main show where we talk about Star Wars, our main love in life, hence yeah. the main show. And um, yeah, we we took a couple episodes to chat about some other things we enjoy over on our Nerdiverse series, but um, we're back to our first love for one of our favorite little uh, side quest series. The sea. We don't have too many things we like plan. We talked about this um, before of like. There's not too many things where it's just like a lot of uh, planning and intent behind it. We just do episodes about things we enjoyed talking about, right? That's broadcasting. Um, But every now and then we have things where we're just like, we're going to put a little bit more effort into this. And by that, I mean, we're going to take it from one to three. And (laughs) um, that would be our 10 Ways to Die series. Quite
0: possibly one of our most fun series.
1: Yeah, and and I realize you know, that every time because we kind of take a, about a, a couple months or so between these just to kind of can keep. I mean, there's plenty of planets in Star Wars. Don't get us wrong, but there's only so many you can die on, and those are the only ones we want to talk about. So, in in an effort to keep content, we don't talk about it often. We don't do these terribly often.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, but by the time we do another one, every time we've grown um, and, and gained some friends and followers. Yeah. And so, welcome, first of all. Uh, if you are not familiar, this is a series where we take a planet in Star Wars and we talk about the various ways you can die. It's informational and frightening. This
0: is the Nerd Herder <laughs> Tourism Department, kids.
1: Yeah. Strap and, in. We're going and on a so, trip. so, if you were thinking of making this planet-sized uh, termite colony your next vacation destination, or just... If you were bright-eyed and bushy-tailed and thought maybe this would be a good place to live, first of all, you'd be wrong. But before you make any plans to relocate yourself, um, you should know particularly all the ways you can die yeah. on this planet, uh, this bug world, if you will. And and part of the way that we're going to do that is by, um, I mean, it would be easy, yeah, to just say the list, sure. But, yeah. you know, it's about the pizzazz. It's about the... The it's conversation. About the Come on, guys. You know the ways we die are the friends we made along the way. And, uh, <laughs> I know um, at
0: least half of my friends could kill me. That's why I'm friends
1: I'm, with them. Most, yeah. In in general, most people in a room could kill me, and I thank them that they don't. Uh, and and hence why I'm thankful I'm not on Geonosis, because they would not show such. Restraint and so great
0: planet for kissing, apparently. Uh,
1: apparently for Happens romance. A couple times. Um, what, what are your thoughts overall yeah. on Geonosis before we, we dive into some uh history and some trivia and some fun facts and death facts Ooh, about this planet?
0: Those are fun facts. Um, well, I, I am incredibly interested in the concept of Geonosis in general. It's a termite colony, but it's also a refinery, but it's also you know a hive. Mm-hmm. I, I think the Geonosians themselves... It's an onion. It's an onion. It's, it, it is an onion filled with locusts, <laughs> which is the best kind of onion in my it's opinion. It's so Old
1: Testament. I love it. Right? <laughs> um,
0: yeah, the Geonosians themselves are very interesting. They are based on mosquitoes and locusts and bugs in general. Um, I think that the design is very cool. Uh, it's the first place we kind of see the, uh, the meeting of the Separatists Mm-hmm. uh get introduced to techno union which is the coolest name for a separatist army yeah I, and a boy band and apparently boy
1: band. <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh
0: my all bass uh russian hard bass band is called techno union there you go yeah it's me and pete Fletzer and nick milkey and jackson and everybody else i know who and, also I, plays and i'm bass. your number
1: one roadie <laughs> thanks man. <babe. laughs> um so yeah, and what I love is that this isn't just like a straight and forward another desert planet. It does differentiate itself a lot um from the likes of like Tatooine and such. And and that's one thing I'll give it. I, I understand the gripe of uh they're fairly similar. Yeah. But I I will say the ecosystem definitely stands out from Tatooine. And similarly, Utapau, although most mm-hmm. of what we see of Utapau is the the like sinkholes of it a lot of it is also rocks and desert too Mm -hmm.
0: um it's a dry heat
1: but much like you know what's the difference between visiting texas and arizona you know i mean they'll both kill you it it, they they (laughs) all have their certain appeal right you know um texas has whataburger arizona has something i'm sure And so, um, Geonosis uh, similarly stands out, I think. I don't think it's just fair to be like, oh, another desert planet. Um, Geonosis is pretty dang cool for sure. It is. Um, And it turns out that Geonosis has a lot to benefit from the more popular planetary desert of Tatooine. Uh, We can um, thank the colonization of Tatooine for Geonosis being introduced to the Republic at all. Um, Basically, they were neighbors, and when Tatooine became popular, the Republic showed up, and then they were also like, hey, there's another planet we can colonize.
0: (laughs) Yeah, as, you know, governments tend to do.
1: Yeah. Um, What do you think, I mean, you mentioned droid factories. What do you think of droid-building bugs? Because when the Republic showed up, you know, their interest was piqued because they were like, hey, these bugs can be useful. And Mm. obviously, they went on to supply the droids of the Separatist army. So yeah. I- is that a far-fetched idea for you, or does that kind of work, or do you care?
0: Well, here's the thing. Uh, drone insects are incredibly intelligent. Uh, the hive would not survive without them. Dropping some entom- entomology? Entomology? Atom- entom- <laughs>
1: An- entomology? No. Shh.
0: Entomology facts on you. <laughs> um, the Drones are the most important part of the hive.
1: So, yeah, absolutely.
0: You know, I I've seen aliens. Exactly. <laughs> uh you need you need uh drones to help for the queen, which I'm sure we will get into at some
1: Oh yeah, definitely. Um yeah, I mean when you take into account that they're good with the tools and trades yeah. they have as insects in real life, it's not far fetched to say that we're in, in a galaxy where technology abounds, like literally, you know, the boondocks of Tatooine still has like They still have a speeder at the Lars homestead. So it's kind of like, I mean, you still got something. Um, So it's fair to say the droids would, or or the the, the Geonosians would also have something. And I guess they're they're very resourceful.
0: It's like how my cousin who lives in a hollowed out tree in Kentucky has a laptop.
1: Right. Like everybody has a laptop. Everybody. Well, I mean, that's not fair to say, but you know what I mean. Like it's just one of those things where it's like in Star Wars, everybody kind of has access to technology. It's just, how rinky-dink or high-tech it is, yeah. And I could see over time, while it started simple. I mean, to be fair, it's not like battle droids are the most sophisticated droids we've seen far better. Mm-hmm. Um, but as far as a very simple and repetitive construction, yeah, it's possible. And and yeah.
0: so. And speaking of battle droids, I do love how the design of the battle droids is based on the Geonosians.
1: Yeah, that absolutely. Is
0: really cool. It's
1: a cool tidbit. Um, so, it's actually droid building that leads to our first little tidbit, our first way to die, and that'd be corporate war. <laughs> <laughs> Not something yeah. expected to put on a list uh, when discussing Geonosis, but uh, while Tatooine brought uh, the, the Republic to Geonosis and, and it helped them begin their business, eventually Tatooine was tapped dry. Uh, we actually talked about that when we did a 10 Ways to Die episode on Tatooine, um, where the Tatooine we see is largely due to colonization and just basically people yeah. moving in and taking any value out of uh, once what was a possibly beautiful planet. Maybe. So when it was tapped dry and the traffic, uh, the traffic moved elsewhere, um, it took the Geonosian's customers with them. And the solution was to go to the customers, of course. Uh, if you can't get them to you, go to them. Um, But many Geonosians disagreed, and so wars broke out for dominance and resources uh, for thousands of years. So basically, the majority of history, up until about 100 years before the Phantom Menace, was just spent with Geonosians fighting amongst themselves, apparently.
0: That seems, you know, accurate.
1: Yeah. And so, um, obviously, millions uh, died in... Those civil wars and those corporate wars and such. But eventually, um, a, a, a peace was made when the Republic reached out again. But not only the Republic, but other more shady folks that would actually enjoy the thought of, hey, we can get our supplies from someone who's not uh, so close to the Republic. Nobody's paying attention to Geonosis. Who's going to know if they build all of these droids for us and everything? Yeah.
0: You you get away with a lot when someone's, you know, turned off to the side in Star Wars. Like, you can put up a trade, a blockade, you can yeah. make a clone army, you can make a droid army. Like, there wasn't a lot of paying attention going on. Or, you know, the right people weren't paying and, attention.
1: Right, and a lot happened because of it. Like the Geonosian Civil Wars. Um, and, and while that was the cause of a lot of local death, I mean, I'm sure if you got... Uh, S- swept up into it. If you decided to visit at the wrong time, you too would end up, you know, keeled Dead. over yeah. in the desert. Um, and what a way to go at the hands of termites and such. But, um, yeah, it would be a long time after that was settled and after they finally started to get some business again, um, thanks to uh, the Shady Trade Federation and more.
0: Thanks, Shady Trade Federation.
1: Right. Um,
0: thanks, Techno Union.
1: They. they it was really the business that brought peace to Geonosis, in a way. Although they were doing bad business, uh, it still put an end to the Civil Wars. They now had a job to do. Mm-hmm. Um, but they still had things to worry about that could kill them and potentially you if you visited this this red planet.
0: Hey, man, sometimes it'd be like that when you ain't got no union.
1: Right. So apparently, uh, the, the Geonosians did not live in caverns and catacombs for just because. Mm-hmm. Um it wasn't for aesthetics and, and mood lighting and whatnot. It was because uh, they had to avoid the occasional orbital bombardment from low-hanging asteroids. Um, a lot of people miss the, the really good shot of Geonosis that shows it actually does have a ring. Mm. Uh, it has a ring of asteroids around it. And apparently, just different seasons, um, m- kind of like low-tide, high-tide, mm-hmm. but gra- with gravity... Um, there are times when asteroids just decide I don't want to be here anymore, <laughs> and throw themselves at the planet.
0: Yeah, and also I'd like to point out that orbital orbital bombardment is Techno Union's first album.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely, I hear it slaps. Um, yeah, so hey. pe- <laughs> right people people tend to forget that uh, it has such a ring and whatnot. But um, on a scale of one to ten, how important is it to not get squished by space rocks when on vacation?
0: You know what. I don't know. It depends on how good the vacation is doing. Like if your family's fighting, I'd put that as a solid three. Um, other, if you've ever been on a vacation that's uncomfortable like that, yeah. right? You what might, a way!
1: What a way to escape. Yeah,
0: you might just want a uh, deep impact. To
1: happen. <laughs> yeah, you 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 accept death as a, as a friend sing. at that point.
0: <laughs> yeah, um, uh, but if you know it's a good beach vacation, which I don't think there are any beaches.
1: Right. I mean, this would this would be the. Ooh. Um, this would be <laughs> an equivalent to worrying about, like, wildfires or earthquakes yeah. so or tornadoes. California. Like, it would just be California. california uh <laughs> Why are you making fun of me on the podcast? That's my job. Oh. Uh, um, yeah, it's, it's living in a place where it's just naturally susceptible to certain disasters. And, and apparently for them, one of the major and leading natural disasters is just asteroids, which I guess isn't yeah. fairly natural because it's from outside of orbit. Well,
0: I mean... Is it natural occurring?
1: if it I was gonna say if it is it natural because it happens or is it natural because it's from nature?
0: I'd say it's natural because it happens naturally without like if you uh, had an asteroid influence. season.
1: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm pretty sure so Which I we do. make sure to check the calendar uh, and don't visit Geonosis during asteroid season, apparently. Um so it's funny you mentioned beaches and, and water because this is a natural disaster too for... Uh, because asteroids aren't the only planetary danger.
0: No. Uh,
1: our eighth way to die, number eight on the list, is water. What? Yeah. Um, not so fun trivia time. What percentage of Geonosis' surface is water?
0: I'm going to say 2%.
1: Uh, Not bad. Okay, so the answer is... 5%. Wow, I was
0: 3% off.
1: So, while the naturally occurring water of the planet isn't the thing to worry about, flash floods apparently are. Um, Excuse me. I couldn't find, I mean, obviously these are referenced from ner- like nerd books and Listen such. Listen, this is
0: faking in space. Right.
1: But I couldn't find anything that actually said why this was ever a thing. Mhm. Um like where the water came from, et cetera, whatever. But um, I do imagine it's like the scene in Bugs Life when it just starts pouring and like all the sound disappears and it just sounds like, it sounds like asteroids falling. Yeah. Um, and obviously it's the reference to Bugs because I think that's the biggest thing is maybe the flash floods aren't like, Noah's Ark level no, but
0: it, maybe it's like that scene in Robin Hood Men in Tights when little John gets caught in the river and may- maybe open.
1: I don't have her point of reference for that but um <laughs> it's just not on my Disney list uh, it's
0: not a Disney movie it's a Mel Brooks but movie. for
1: what oh Men in Tights I thought you yeah. meant the fox one sorry I'm not a furry you mean um, the hot one <laughs> sure whatever Um, mm-hmm. sorry no I, wrong Robin Hood I mean wrong, there's so so Robin. dang many of them and uh, Anyway, uh, but yeah, to bugs who would be, I guess, more uh, fearful of water. Mm -hmm. I mean, there's many a bug that if you get them wet, they will die. They can't fly anymore. They can't fend for themselves. Like you know, I imagine that's only escalated in in five foot seven form. So (laughs) that's that's the average height of a Geonosian, by the way, five foot seven. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, most of them can take you. So um, I mean,
0: that's not hard. Yeah, so I'm five foot three. I, a small child could pick me up,
1: right? And I, I, so I have to mention that at any given point, water is a problem because either there's not enough water or too much water yeah. on Geonosis. Um, I'm sure the, dro- the the I keep want to say droids. The the Geonosians have a way of finding or creating water. Uh, I don't know how much water a, a human-sized bug would need, but um, for us who are eighty percent water, it might be a problem to visit. Uh, geonosis for sure. Um, so either you'll die of dehydration or from the sudden flooding apparently. Hmm. So yeah, water's a problem. (laughs) (laughs) What are we going to do about it? What
0: are we going to do about
1: it? Right. Um, so that leads us to, uh, the bugs themselves. Yes. The, the big boys on campus and the one with, ones with whom the planet's named, or they're named after the planet, I guess.
0: I think they're named after the planet. What
1: comes first, the planet or the people?
0: I'd say, I don't know. It's
1: philosophical. Um. Yeah. So as I mentioned, they're not terribly intimidating at five foot seven, and they're fairly scrawny. But uh, you'd be hard pressed to only encounter one Geonosian. How, like, how many times in media have we seen just one Geonosian?
0: Uh, about the meeting with Poggle the Lesser.
1: Uh, that's fair. <laughs> I mean, okay. So <laughs> I'll give welcome. you that. Well, I mean, I knew of one, but I didn't think of that. Um, and that's a good point. Shout out to our boy Poggle.
0: Shout out to Poggle. You got a great name.
1: Ben Burr for uh creating that language and sound right. and everything so like dang so impressive. interesting. I I love the way like of all of the times that Star Wars is sound where it's just like you can never not hear that in your head anymore. Mm-hmm. Um it's it's freaking seismic charges and Poggle the Lesser for me. Ooh. Uh are very top of the list. Um Trivia time! (laughs) Sudden (laughs) trivia time. Uh, What inspired the creation of the Geonosian species? Bugs. Uh, A. George Lucas watched Starship Troopers one day. B. George Lucas had a termite infestation in his home. C. Rick McCallum encouraged George to diversify the cast. Or D. George discovered an actual race of bug people in need of work and no Geonosian was harmed in the making of these films.
0: (laughs) As much as I like D. um, (laughs) I'm going to say my boy Rick had some input.
1: I knew you'd go for it, and of that's course. why I put it in because it's wrong. Wow! Uh, it it's actually legit, or at least a- according to what George says, and jo- what George says is law, as we know. Apparently, uh, yeah, he had a termite infestation one day, wow. like <laughs> while writing, and he just found it interesting. Those are neat. Yeah, like I mean, as as someone who arts, sometimes I get that where it's just like you get something real in your head and you're like, that'd be cool. And you like run with it. Mm -hmm. So I I think it's cool. Um, And the fact, I mean, they they were originally supposed to be the Nemoidians in uh, Mm. episode one. It was meant to be even more obvious that, hey, these droids that we're seeing for the first time are clearly based on these Trade Federation guys. I like it better that that didn't work out and we got Geonosians the way we got them. Yeah.
0: Because um, they fit. They fit in their environment so yeah, well. And, 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 they don't and really it, fit on a spaceship. I,
1: exactly. I was going to say, they don't really fit outside of Geonosis. And so, like, I'm okay not seeing them in every battle in the mm-hmm. Clone Wars and everything. It makes sense that they would stay home. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, you don't see ants venturing out further than they need to for sustenance. Although, if you come to their place of, of, of domicile, they will kill you.
0: Exactly. Like, you should.
1: Right. I'll um, eat you. And so, yeah. So I, I, think, I think the way we got Geonosians uh, is right and interesting. I think it was good to have them uh, saved for episode two.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, so now, if you've ever seen Star Wars Rebels, you may be uh-huh. familiar with the last Geonosian, uh, Click Clack.
0: Click Clack. Um, so cute.
1: And that might convince you to think that maybe they can be peaceful and maybe they can be reasoned with. And you would be wrong.
0: You would be wrong. Because, you know... You can't trust anybody, not even yourself. you standing <laughs> well, behind you with a knife. Okay.
1: Uh, well, but Kill your it, double. Click Clat had the benefit of being the last of their kind. Like, what? Like play your cards right. Yeah. Um, you Knowing you are like your species' last hope changes the way you do everything.
0: Yeah, uh, you, you go into desperation <laughs> mode a little
1: bit. Uh, but generally, Geonosians are naturally on a hair trigger. So much so that if they don't stay busy, hence the Civil Wars that we talked about before... If they don't stay busy with work and if they're not forced onto a task, they will just start fighting amongst themselves.
0: Wow. It's like when you get a group of ADHD people in a
1: room. (laughs) Right. If they don't have a job, they literally just are like, well, time to murder. Time to eat each other. And you don't want to be in the middle of that. No, you don't. Um, For instance, Geonosians have two sets of mandibles that they use to create their distinct and beautiful language. But uh, they don't mince words. So, if they click their outer mandibles once, it means work harder. If they click their inner mandibles once, it means die. Nice. <laughs> yeah. And so, you could just imagine that on, like, an inspirational uh, poster. Like... <laughs> it's, it's lovely. Uh, so, yeah, they, they only have two, uh, two terminologies, work or die. Yeah. So, yeah, you, you don't want to be what they're working on or what they're killing. Skate I or say. die. Yeah, skate or die. Um, And so, yeah. So, Geonosians are more than capable of handling unwanted visitors themselves. We see that in uh, Attack of the Clones and such. And they are, again, very rarely ever alone. They often come in numbers. And if we've learned anything from the droids they make, that can make a difference. Oh, yes. Um, It's
0: not that the battle droids are necessarily smart. It's that there's a lot of them.
1: Exactly. Um, And so, speaking a lot of a lot, and stuff um there, there's actually not a segue but next thing next thing uh is number six if you're counting a home at, at counting along at home uh uh uh, uh 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 um arena combat dun 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 dun
0: dun, dun. <laughs>
1: <laughs> probably the part of Genesis that is most memorable and interesting is the Pentrachia arena Mm. Uh, it makes up half of their epic climax in attack of the clones and it's just awesome i it's remember so as a cool. kid like i like i used to fast forward the like obi-wan sleuthing parts and i used to watch two things one jango Fett; of two genosis yes. everything um and the majority of that is the arena and it's just it's awesome it's on return of the jedi levels of like multiple like we're moving from one thing to the next like oh, we're, we're over the Sarlacc pick, now we're on top of the sail barge, now we're, you know, it's just moving your set pieces yeah. constantly to the next climactic thing, right?
0: And looking good while doing it.
1: Oh, yeah, and I love it. And so uh, there's a lot to love about the arena. And while we know of one of the more famous instances of the arena, the combat, uh, apparently it was used quite often.
0: It seems like it got a, a good bit of use out of I it. I
1: hope so, because that thing's huge. Like, that, like... Living in a city with an arena that very rarely gets used, and the constant conversations with the city of just like, hey, we got to use this big expensive place. Um,
0: yeah, it's if, you, the don't, James Brown if area. you don't have a
1: reason, well, their, their uh, solution would be to start holding executions of cr- uh, criminals, uh, <laughs> because that's one of the major uses of the Pintraki Arena. You um, would not be
0: surprised, it is Georgia,
1: but you, they actually didn't have just um. The occasional bad bug they also had willing participants um who would try and prove themselves by taking on the beasts of the arena and such um and they'd even have people travel from various places like apparently their arena combat was very uh well renowned so it's interesting and it can even be flooded for water combat apparently
0: wow and water coming back
1: right? where are
0: they getting all this water
1: it's versatile i don't know <laughs> uh you know is it the queen uh, at one point they're telling me there's not enough water now there's too much water now we have water to play with i just don't know what's happening anymore but i don't question wikipedia um did you know they
0: follow us on twitter
1: that uh, it's crazy it's crazy it's
0: very weird
1: uh the arena had no name for 13 years
0: that doesn't surprise me because there's a lot of things that didn't have a name in star wars and then someone was like Okay, uh, blue guy.
1: True, his um, name is Snufkin. In this case, it was a 2015 uh, um, character encyclopedia, apparently. Um, but yeah, I didn't realize that, that boy? it didn't always have a name, huh? Is it Pablo?
0: Did you name no,
1: it? I don't know. He doesn't write all the encyclopedias. He writes a He's lot. He's not of them. the only Star Wars nerd,
0: but I yes, he disagree. does
1: probably. Yeah, I don't know, maybe. Um, so yeah, so uh, and sort of a sub point to the last. Um, one is that not only could you die from just the straightforward arena combat, you could die while simply vacationing with your son, uh, <laughs> as did Django. My Fett. son. Yes. Um, yeah. Yeah. When battle erupted between the Republic and the Separatists, uh, Django got involved and mm-hmm. ended up losing his head, uh, and it was a shame. And so, uh, and, and in fact, in Legends, um, Django was actually buried on Geonosis um, originally for a while. Huh. Uh, before Boba Fett returned many years later to uh, exhume him and move him to bury him with uh, his daughter on Mandalore, Boba's daughter ah. on Mandalore. Nice. Um, That's so
0: yeah. not canon anymore, but it's okay.
1: No, and leads me to wonder...
0: Where his bones at?
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know, because, like... Kamino wasn't necessarily home, although, yeah, they spent a lot of time no. there, so I don't imagine Boba taking him back there.
0: And I don't imagine that he'd be allowed back on Kamino. Uh,
1: and I can't imagine he just slipped onto Mandalore.
0: No. Um, Do you think he just carries the bones around in his starship?
1: I, I mean, I like to think that cremation's like a normal thing in Star Wars. Like, I, I, I kind of hope that, like, Ooh. he just keeps him on the ship somewhere.
0: Wouldn't it be neat and also incredibly morbid if he grinds the ashes into a paint, and he paints it on his armor.
1: I mean, you're going to run out of daddy eventually, though. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry, dude. I need to use
0: this canary yellow. uh, The
1: the arena was also used for uh, playtesting new weapons and droids, which I thought was actually kind of interesting. Ooh,
0: I thought of a better one. What if he's melted down in the Beskar?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yes, because my father is made out of solid uh, Beskar. I gotta
0: steal, Um,
1: And so, this actually solved a, a, a Like, not serious question I've always had of like, you know, when at some point when Dooku's just sick of the Jedi stuff and just like, all right, droids, um, how like thousands of droids just show up, right? It's because it's just connected to the factory. Like, it's over a portion of the factory, and they literally have, I guess, just elevators for bringing up droids and equipment for testing. Um, This time they just actually used it for death instead of testing. so, there you go.
0: At any point, a, de- a factory could be converted to a death factory.
1: Oh, absolutely. Let's be honest with ourselves. Um, and, and a beautiful segue on our journey of death here, because number five it is poor safety protocols. Mm. Um, much like the empire that came after them, the Geonosians were just sloppy with it. I mean, we, we all... Well, they could fly. We all saw the footage, right? <laughs> we all... Well, they have that excuse. The Empire has no excuse for no guardrails, man. Have
0: they it's ever re- tried it, to
1: fly? It's literally the stupidest way to die in, in, in any Imperial situation. Um, yes, at least here it can make some sort of sense, but it's terrible when, you're, when you have guests. Like, I mean not everybody has wings, Poggle. Um, <laughs> we, we all saw Attack of the Clones. Yes. We all saw what happened with Padme and Anakin, okay? Yes. It was not pretty. And Look, if they weren't main characters, they'd be dead. Yeah, they'd be dead.
0: They crossed the red tape.
1: Right, exactly, exactly. And it's just one of those things. It's bound. They literally go through a door, and it's like a three foot bridge. Who is that bridge for? Mm-hmm. Who who only has three feet of space to want, go, like journey into this factory? Is that the length of your tour? That's disappointing.
0: People who can fly.
1: I, well, I, again, but not everybody. I mean, like, listen, okay. If if we have to have protocols for doors have to be this wide and ramps have to be here and blah, blah, blah to be, make everything uh, accessible to everyone, then by golly, the Geonosians should do the same.
0: We should put oxygen tanks in the ocean. I, I right. The fish have had it too easy for too long. <laughs> I want to go down
1: there. Oh, gosh. Um, I will say, like, one thing I love is, like, this is one of the few times we get to see like a factory in Star Wars, right? Yeah. Like, we see all of these Things in Star Wars, and we very rarely ever get to see where they come from. Yeah,
0: I mean, we've been in industrial settings, but like this is the first time we've actually seen a factory, like you said, a, a production floor.
1: Yeah, and so, um, and of course, it would make for an interesting setting. It's why oh, of after they finished the majority of the movie, they were just like, "Hey, we really need something else," and they shot this late. They literally like just bunch of blue screen. Some guys in some blue tights, uh, Natalie Portman and Hayden Christensen. Love it. That's all you, you, they needed to make this happen because at some point they were just like, wouldn't it be cool? And it was.
0: It really was. It's the coolest part of the movie.
1: Yeah. I mean, well. well one of them. It's on there. Um, so, yeah, I really like, I'm, I'm a nerd of, like, I like to see where things come from. I don't want to just know, oh, we've got thousands of shit. Like, okay, but where did they come from? Yeah. Right? Like. Where are you making these things? <laughs> um, and so I really, I really like an opportunity to uh, see where these things come from. I mean, we, you know, we talk about how many battle droids the Trade Federation has. This is where they come from. Yeah. So it's interesting, especially since. And that was the big point: is like we've got to show scale mm. because we're about to start a war. We have to show that both sides can handle it.
0: Begun the Clone War has. And so
1: on one hand we have Obi Wan touring Kamino, which first of all, okay completely different experience so different um touring camino and and getting numbers right yeah we've got these hundreds of thousands and a a million more well on the way right and then you go over to the other side and you see how many droids are like this is gonna the clone wars is gonna be big yeah and and at the time in 2002 we just had no idea how big
0: yeah and i i i understand why we couldn't see the full scale of the clone wars until later i don't well
1: i'm just kidding i'm just kidding you yeah, no, and I wouldn't have wanted it to be on screen. I want yeah. I, what we got uh is great. And and what's great about what we got is there's still so much more. Like yeah. we only focused on essentially three Jedi and a few clones. We can still see so many more new things about the Clone Wars today. Yeah. Right? Like seventeen Insane. uh no, golly. Uh almost um twenty years later. Um
0: Freaking we, A yeah, man. right.
1: We can still see so many more new things to the Clone Wars. And I think that's great. Uh, And speaking of the Clone Wars, um, number four uh, leans heavily on the Clone Wars animated series. And that would be number four, not die.
0: Yes, I am so glad that you brought
1: this up. One of the greatest ways to die on Geonosis is to not die. What's worse than death being alive and under the control of a Geonosian queen? Courtesy of... Brain worms.
0: This is like I think this was the concept of Death Troopers to the tenth degree.
1: I would love that so much, and so I, good. I think you've mentioned that before, and I really do like that idea of yeah. just like oh,
0: we could do Death Troopers. We
1: can do something with again. that, right? And so, and not even death is an escape for this because the like yeah. countless dead Geonosians remain in service to the Queen thanks to these worms. Um,
0: it's one of the coolest arcs in the Clone it's
1: Wars. It's awesome. Uh, and, and yeah, I, I, I love the Geonosian episodes of Clone Wars, the second battle of Geonosis and everything. Some of the biggest scale we've seen mm. at that point in the show and everything. And to follow all that action immediately up with this sort of scary thriller yeah. kind of episode, I thought it was great. Um, it was
0: like the thing mixed with uh, the Night of the Living Dead. Yeah, yeah. So that's cool.
1: a that's a good way to put it. And so, speaking of these episodes, um, time to test your knowledge on something you will totally be judged for oh, later. Golly. Uh No, I mean, well, the internet can't. Ge- can. I get I judged
0: for many um, things.
1: When did the second Battle of Geonosis episodes of the Clone Wars originally air? Now, I'm counting all five together uh, just because, uh, not multiple dates, but mm-hmm. A, January of 2010, B, December of 2008, C, November 2009, or D, Every day in my heart. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, D is obvious because I, I think about those quite a bit. Um, hmm. I mean, 2009 sounds like the most accurate answer. I
1: right? my face betrayed me. Yes, yes it did. <laughs> You'd be right. November yeah. 2009. Yeah. 2009. This is like the second,
0: third um, uh, season? second season, I believe. Yeah.
1: Um, yeah, like almost, almost twelve years ago. Jesus, it's insane. Jesus, uh, the Clone Wars is old, guys. We're old. We are so it's, old. It's it's crazy. Um, yeah, I love these episodes. Like I said, I love the action, and and I love that they scale it back because that's what the Clone Wars show does. Really, a lot is it scales it back. It's like they have these big battles that remind you this is a galactic war. But the majority of it is all right. But here's here's who we're hanging out with, right? Mm-hmm. And I think those episodes and plus really great moment to um, introduce and and continue with Baris Afi and everything. Yeah. Um, so oh, yeah, love loved, loved it. Um, and so uh, yeah. Uh, with such an infestation, though, it'd be natural to handle things the way Ellen Ripley does and just nuke everything.
0: Nuke the planet from orbit. And,
1: and you got that who. would be the way the Empire handled it. Because number three, imperial (laughs) sterilization.
0: (laughs) Oh, yikers.
1: Uh, Nuke isn't the right word, because really what it was is about ten years before A New Hope, after several security issues and just racism, Mm -hmm. Tarkin uh, had the Death Star moved uh, mid-construction, and to tie up any loose ends, he had poison gas released across the planet. And since Geonosians are essentially the only thing inhabiting the planet, I mean, we never really other than the worms, which I kind of count as Geonosians. Agreed. Um, we don't really ever see anything else. We don't see, like, Womp Rats or everything. But I assume they, I'd assume everything is dead. <laughs> yeah. That <laughs> um, that would be
0: a fair assumption to make.
1: Yeah. And so um, did you know that Geonosis did uh, actually appear a few times in Legends after, like, the prequel era? Did it? No. And so, like... This was obviously a way to be like, hey, we don't really see much of Geonosians after this. What are we going to do to explain that? Eh, well, let's just have the Empire kill them because, you know, they're space Nazis. We, we need another reason to hate them.
0: Yeah. They kill the drones.
1: Uh, in Legends, they didn't care. And it was actually in a video game, Rogue Squadron 3, back in ah. 2003. Wedge Antilles visits the planet, Geonosians are still there, and he, in fact, ends up trading his X Wing for a Jedi starfighter to save the day in that game. And so, uh, Geonosis not only shows up, but it's still like thriving. Um, In fact, in Legends, there is no point where Geonosis just dies and goes away. Wow. It remains a planet. As it should. Uh, Like, uh, you know, I don't know what they're doing at that point but uh yeah they're Geonos still around
0: hanging out being alive
1: yeah and so uh now uh we did mention before luckily uh that click clack uh became the last genosian and it's because of this imperial uh sterilization um we meet him when the phoenix squadron cell uh ends up exploring geonosis years later and that's where we discover uh what the empire had done And Mm -hmm. that they had a 99.99% success rate. Uh, Because of the estimated 100 billion dead uh, in the sterilization, one lone Geonosian survived along with...
0: Eggs.
1: Eggs. Um, uh, Well, one egg. Uh, Uh, A queen egg, in fact. And so this would be the Alien 3 of our uh, Geonosis adventure. Love it. Uh, the, so much, you know, out of, um, you know, this sort of primal and instinctual self-preservation, the last egg to escape became a queen egg, I guess. Or mm-hmm. that's at least how it works in Xeno uh, mythos.
0: And that's how it works in real life in some cases. Yeah. If your well. queen
1: dies, like, all right, you're the queen. We voted. Yep. It's you. So I guess it's something maybe similar. And in this case, that would be another reason to die. uh because these queens be crazy
0: they be hecka crazy they are voiced very well oh yeah thanks Um, d bradley baker
1: thanks man you (laughs) suck (laughs) gizmo uh it's not far off from uh it's really not it's still very funny (laughs) um yeah number two we're getting up there yes number two is crazy queens yes uh so if you read up in the comics, particularly the 2015 Darth Vader comics, which just do yourself a favor and do Please. it because it's amazing, Please, do. Um, but you'd also know, well, maybe you didn't because I actually didn't put two and two together originally, um, but the queen that Darth Vader eventually encounters on Geonosis was the queen that hatched from the egg that Click Clack saved.
0: Yeah, dude.
1: Yeah. It's pretty cool. So if you're ever reading that comic and you're like, what, where did, how, uh, well, Star Wars Rebels, watch it. Yeah. You dingus. Uh, <laughs> so. <laughs>
0: you should watch it just in general.
1: Exactly. Come on. Exactly. Man. Watch good. it for the Geonosians and for the feelies.
0: Watch it for crying at Darth Maul.
1: Um, and yeah, so uh, the egg indeed, did indeed hatch and grow into quite the crazy queen uh, in just two years, actually. Um, that's about the amount of time that transpired between one and the other of egg to queen. Um, and I guess Click Clack fled. I would, too, if, if I was hanging out with uh, Queen Karina. It'd be like um, that. That is her actual name, by the way. Love it. Um, and and what's, what's a shame is that uh, one of the side effects of the toxic gas, although Click Clack and the Queen both survived, um, she was born and existed sterile. Wow. Yeah, I, it's kind of sucky. That's sad. Um. And and like I said, I guess Click Clack escaped, and in her loneliness and her desire to fulfill her motherly duties, uh, she (laughs) affixed herself a robo womb. Ew! A a room. (laughs) A Roomba. A Roomba, (laughs) if you will. I think (laughs) Alien Resurrection meets Terminator. It's crazy. Uh, Really, it's more like she attached herself, I don't think like you know, insert slot A into slot B. Like, mm. I think she just sat on top of a droid 3D printer <laughs> and booms the dynamite, you got babies. Because, um, yeah, she just basically found this thing that pumped out droids, and, yeah, she was just so crazy. She was like, these these are my children. Um, And for whatever reason, they were also sort of, like, zombie-ish. They weren't like your typical clankers, they were, like, they, uh, like they, they, they were, were like Amanda. Uh, what?
0: From from Alien Three, Ripley's weird, uh, alien daughter.
1: Alien. There is no daughter in Alien Three. What?
0: Wait, no. Uh, the one that gets sucked through the hole.
1: Oh no! That they, that that's just Ripley's child, not not <laughs> Amanda. She, although that's her daughter's name. That, yeah. Yeah, the newborn. Uh, in the, I mean, sort of. Yeah, in the sense that it's just like. They aren't droids, but they're not Geonosians, but yeah. they're somehow both not
0: humans, not xenomorphs.
1: Yeah, they definitely don't act like droids, although um, they are droids. And I think it's just a way to be like, you know, the- these are my children, I have control of them somehow. Somewhat, I am a physical, you know, control tower. Or it's weird. It doesn't make a lot of sense, but dang, if it's not cool, okay, like that's the point. Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah. Uh, Yeah, she just had a serious case of PTSD and hate towards non-Genosians, so obviously encountering her in the catacombs would not be a good idea. It almost wasn't a good idea for Darth Vader, who basically showed up to steal her robo-womb
0: because
1: he needed droids. Uh, The the good thing is she she survived. Right, Uh, She did survive. Good. So uh, as crazy and resourceful as she is, I am sure she found another (laughs) robo-womb. I choose to believe, at least. And so, as of right now, she is the last remaining Geonosian. She's still out there. Geonosians have a chance, maybe? I don't um, know. I don't know. Uh, I, I, you know, I, I don't doubt science, but maybe. Happen. Yeah, who knows? Um, so, yeah, it's pretty crazy. Um, so, yeah, so that that's all but our number one. I mean, how do you feel about Geonosis now? You liked it in the beginning. Do you still like it? All of these ways to die, do you still? Are you still interested?
0: I mean, I'll fly over it. <laughs> uh, we'll we'll hijack the Razor Crest. Wait, nope, never mind. Razor Crest is
1: gone. Too soon.
0: Uh... <laughs> I just
1: rewatched that recently. I know, it was great. Oh my gosh.
0: There's something very satisfying about watching that shit blow up. And I can't, un- I don't the, know it, why.
1: You're a devil? <laughs> <laughs> you knew this. You, you're a she-witch. Um, uh, <laughs> I just like to... Think that like Sean Connery talking about a sea witch? She still, reached. yeah, yeah, she wish. <laughs> <laughs> what are you saying?
0: <laughs> nobody can understand. My I'm Russian.
1: Spaniard. <laughs> <laughs> Stupidest casting decision so ever. Stupid. Other than making him Russian in that one movie, uh, yeah, it's like, why can't you? Like, I know we don't know where he hails from, but like,
0: <laughs> nobody knows <all> the Scottish <laughs> accent
1: is. Well, I mean, like. There's Scottish and then there's Sean Connery, to be fair. That is true. Uh, my gosh. So, any guesses for what number one is?
0: Uh, hmm.
1: As we wrap up here. And feel free at home to, uh, if you were playing along, check off your bingo cards. If we missed anything, you can le- let us know. Um, I am sure I did not cover everything. And hopefully, you know more about Geonosis and hopefully, you properly fear it. Um, I've, I've, <laughs> I feel all education is best used in fear um so yeah
0: well you could be walking along the road you, you get a rock caught in your shoe and then it gets infected from a cut and then you could die of gangrene
1: yes a life in the day of anxiety a yes. day in the life of anxiety words that. number one yes number, <laughs> number one and i put some serious thought into this one yes uh, yes yes, yes. Uh, geonosis Al- along with every planet we have talked about, but genosis in particular has a lot of ways to die, and a lot of them creative and interesting. but um I just couldn't I just couldn't avoid coming back to the same number one every time, and if I do it about three times, I feel like it's right. And so our number one is Skywalker. <laughs> 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 Look, that I- has
0: been the number one on two. I I think more than that,
1: but I I, I don't plan it this way. Okay, but of all the ways to die, generally most death in Star Wars involve a Skywalker Mm -hmm. somewhere. They might just be at the bar. They might be the one pulling the trigger, but you can almost certainly count on a Skywalker being the cause of your death if you lived in Star Wars. One of them.
0: One of them, at least. Um, if, if it's not the first generation, it's the later right. generation. Well,
1: in, in this one in particular, um, I have to give it to Anakin. Um, <laughs> as far as the who and the what got the most Geonosian kills, I have to think Anakin is definitely up there with Imperial sterilization. Um, <laughs> a, a, hear me out, okay? I, I think that we will all come to the understanding that a Skywalker is behind the Deaths, of the most Geonosians, all right. So yeah. Anakin Skywalker, who ruthlessly slaughtered several Geonosian Not drone just workers. The
0: men and the women and the all of
1: them after illegally entering the factory premises, I might add.
0: And kissing his girlfriend.
1: <laughs> right. He he broke in, they defended themselves, and he murders them.
0: Exactly. All right?
1: And then he just like goes on a joyride throughout the, the factory, and I mean their work is their livelihood. We know this who knows how many civil wars he created by like halting productions all right he uh,
0: damaged company property
1: after that after being apprehended for his crimes he proceeded to steal one of their endangered arena species and take it for a joyride and it had to be it, it, like the beast was clearly out of his element and sadly was a a casualty of war when things broke out between religious zealots and corporate bigwigs, and the poor creature's <laughs> dead because of it.
0: That poor thing. It's it, like see-roll. Have
1: you seen another Reek? I have Ex- no, Exactly. That might have been the last one. Do
0: you think they smelled bad?
1: I do think they smelled bad, but they didn't deserve to die for it. Darn you, Anakin Skywalker. Darn and then, you. in this very battle, not only did he slay many a Geonosian, uh, but it was his direction that led to troops firing missiles at fleeting ships' fuel tanks, causing the utmost destruction. And I don't know. I could be wrong. But I believe those ships were full of fleeing Geonosian mothers and children. Mm. I, I just have to believe that, that that they were just fearful of this blonde, side ponytailed boy Poor who was shame. coming for Pannegan's their, their, their lives.
0: Worker. You and your wig.
1: He enjoyed slaying them so much that uh, uh, when it came to the second War of Geonosis, he not only led a team, but he also proudly counted his kills. Mm. He made a game of it. Disgusting. It was disgusting. Uh, And finally, though Moff Tarkin was the one behind the gassing of Geonosis, who was this old pink slipper-wearing dictator's best friend and ally? None other than Darth Vader, a.k.a. Anakin Skywalker, a.k.a. Slayer of Geonosians, a.k.a. the number one killer on our list today. He kills a lot of things. He do do be killing. I mean, we always talk about the Jedi. Boo-hoo the Jedi. But what about the (laughs) Geonosians?
0: What about the droid attack on the Wookiees? Where is the
1: justice for the Geonosians, guys? Justice for Geo. So, you know, it had to be. It had to be Anakin uh love my boy but he is a murderer
0: (laughs) (laughs) that's like half of my problematic faves my dude
1: so let us know uh if you could think of a better number one um or if you can dare defend the actions of a skywalker (laughs) um and let us know if you can think of any other cool interesting facts about genosis or ways to die um but i think you can definitely check this off your vacation wish list i think you are better off visiting naboo um at least until we do an episode about that, I'm sure I can find 10 Ways to oh, Die there. Oh um, boy, you want
0: to talk about water.
1: Right? So uh, now, so uh, although a version of 10 Ways to Die would have happened, um, you have our patron, our new patron, our um, Graham, to thank for yeah. Geonosis. And so thanks, Graham, thanks, and thanks Graham. to all of our patrons uh, who do what they do in supporting us. Um, we don't have fancy trinkets and a lot of cool stuff, um, but uh, if you want in on supporting uh, this because you like us, um, there are links in the description for that and ways to join and support the show. You, um, and and you can do one-time support by buying some coffee from our friends at Expedition Roasters, or you can do committed uh, support through Anchor or Patreon. So, uh, thank you to the you guys, um, and look forward to doing another one of these after the new year. Because we have the rest of the year planned, it's exciting. Um, we, as far as Star Wars goes, we'll be getting back to our We Love series. Uh, it has been a long time coming. We will be talking about the sequel trilogy. I mean m- movie by movie, The Force Awakens, The Last Jedi, and the Rise of Skywalker. Uh, we'll be talking about it all here uh throughout the end of the year, along with yeah. other cool things over on Nerdyverse. There's Um, so many things, guys. Yeah, so weekly we have uh, either an episode of Nerdyverse or an episode of Nerd Herder, um, and we also have our streams, so make sure you're subscribed to our YouTube channel where we stream different things every week. Um, If you tuned into our latest one, we uh, played one of my favorite video games and celebrated its 19th anniversary. It was either great
0: or terrible. We'll find out, right?
1: We we haven't done it yet, literally um, in an hour. So, but uh, yeah, if you want to keep up with us, be sure to check the links below uh, and follow us on all of our socials. Uh, if you want to interact with us uh, individually and specifically, you can do that. I'm at Duke Trooper One One Seven on Twitter. Yep, and
0: I am at Bubenheim M E W.
1: Yeah, and Spelled so like it find us uh, there. Um, we are slowly trying to. Make our podcast page more podcasty and keep our Star Wars hot takes on ours. Um, I promise to only uh, criticize Admiral Akbar on my personal account. So if you want to defend his uh, fishy honor, you can find me on Twitter and do so. But I'm not going
0: to um, stop posting my Vampire's Kiss hot <laughs> that, takes right? on the nerd herd Twitter. So you're just going to have to get used to
1: that. There you go. So. Uh, Yeah, that's an episode, 10 Ways to Die on Genosis. Hopefully you learned something. If not, you aren't getting your money back. We will be back later with more, and we thank you for tuning in. See you next time.
0: Bye.